Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite leaders from all over the world to get coached live and in person right on the show. Today, I have a guest from Vancouver. Her name is Sherry White, and she comes to us from a company called Steadfast Developments. Sherry, welcome. Hi, thanks so much. It's great to be here. So you're in Vancouver. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Uh, what kind of developments are you into? And uh, tell us a little bit about you personally as well. Married, divorced, kids. Give us the give us the tea. All right, great. So uh, I live in the uh, downtown east side of Vancouver. Uh, it's known as one of Canada's poorest postal codes. I would describe myself from a business perspective as a social justice land developer. We are focusing on mitigating poverty through a preventative model. So we are trying to uh, focus on women, particularly, and families in the neighborhood uh, before they get to a homelessness situation. And so we do that through six main ways. One is providing affordable housing. Uh, one is through education. One is through um, social enterprise. Um, I mean, I can go on, but basically we're a holistic land development company. We're not just looking at housing, but we recognize as someone who's lived in the neighborhood for 18 years, um, we recognize what the, the problem is and yeah. why wouldn't developers come in and just build houses, why the neighborhood isn't changing. So we really want to revitalize this neighborhood okay. and have done a lot of research around successful revitalization neighborhoods. And so I'm excited to get going on those projects. So I do, oh, yeah. Wanna, yeah, I do wanna jump into asking you about your greatest challenge, but before we do, I'm a little bit curious to learn about what you've discovered. So what is typically missing from land developments where uh, development companies are just putting up houses? What, what's missing? Why are those formulas not enough for these communities? Yeah, it's because our government is looking at it from a housing first perspective. The idea is once you have a home, then all the other things will fall into place. Now, there is some truth to that, but I, our company is looking at it from a community first perspective. And I, I get that because when I found myself into trouble, it wasn't my home that kept me together. It was my family and my community. And so I think that if you're only looking at housing first, you're missing a big, big piece of the puzzle. Okay, good. I'm very glad I asked you that question. So tell us what is your greatest challenge? You alluded to getting in trouble in the past. You're <laughs> my interest, but what's going on now? Yeah, I seem to have a PhD of getting myself into trouble. Um, but right now I have got myself out of trouble, but one of my greatest challenges, um, seems to be the, the finance piece. So I have a very clear vision. I have a very clear, uh, I have a wonderful team. Um, and I know there's three pieces that you need for success and it's that financial piece. And so I seem to be drawing, um, the right people. I seem to be doing the qualifying that I need. Um, and I just, I think my challenge um, is to, when people say, yes, I'm interested, uh, I find a lot of investors say yes. And then maybe five days later, they're like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. So I think there must be 
um, something wrong. I must be doing something wrong because I notice a pattern um, in that. And what, uh, here's a question for you. Um, are you collecting data? Um, in some senses, yes. So when it comes to uh, doing research around successful revitalization projects, uh, I have spreadsheets I have of collecting that, that data um, so that I, I'm up to date and current and know what's going on in that industry. Um, so yes. I guess the short answer is yes. So I'm going to ask a different question or the same question uh, associated with a different endeavor. Do you have any current investors or are you still looking? Uh, the answer is yes. So yes, yes I have still, some current, I, current investors and yes, I'm still looking. Okay, good. Both on both fronts. Okay. So when I ask about collecting data, what I'm really interested in is the data you're collecting with respect to your investor acquisition process. Okay. Like, like religious data. Okay. Okay. So what I, no. What I, okay. <laughs> so what I mean by that is, um, who are you approaching? Let's figure out some things about them. What makes you approach them? What the experience was like? And then when they say no, I'm interested in an after meeting that really helps us understand why the no was a no. Right. Right. The flip side is also true is understanding why the yes was a yes, who these people are and really understanding why the yes was a yes. So my experience in coaching is that people aren't often familiar with why they succeed and why they don't mm, because they're not collecting data. They're not yeah. analyzing the process that leads them to success and the process that leads them to failure or right. the gap that is missing in the process that ends up creating failure. So that they makes a lot of sense. do it haphazardly. And they're not really paying attention to here are the elements for success. And here's what I missed in this process. And perhaps you're targeting the wrong people. Perhaps you're missing this piece in the presentation. Perhaps you're not bringing the right people to the table. Perhaps you're not um, tapping into the investor's value set or their beliefs. Perhaps you're not looking at their history well enough. Maybe you're not con connecting the thoughts between their interests and your projects. Maybe you're not doing your homework well enough about who this investor is. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't have the data. But my right. kind of directive to you is to say, if you've had some level of success, let's really critically analyze the success. Who were the investors that buy in, bought in? Why did they buy in? I would go back right. to them and say, I want to study this. Help me figure this out. Because when you say there's a pattern, mm -hmm. there are always patterns, patterns to failure and patterns to success. And a lot of times our blind spots are in not noticing the patterns. So, and I would suggest to you that there are two kinds of patterns. One are hardcore data-based patterns that say, when I have these elements in my presentation, I win. And when I miss these elements, I, I don't win as much or it's harder to win. But there's another type of pattern that I'm interested in is the thinking patterns of leaders as they attempt to reach their goals. Right. 
right? And so when, when we coach leaders, we're looking for those patterns, patterns of success and patterns of failure and what thinking led to the success and what thinking led to the failure. So in addition to examining the data of both cases, right? Every time I approach these people, they said, no, what's common about these people? What was my approach? What did I miss? What did I do? And then every time I approach these people, they said, yes, what's common about these people? What was my approach? What did I do? I also want you to start to capture a different kind of data, which was what was my thinking when I approached this group over here versus this group over here? How right. did I go into these meetings? How was I feeling when I went into these meetings? Did I expect to lose? Did I expect to win? Mm -hmm. What was my relationship like with this group versus that group? And not only examine the facts, but examine your internal process to say, did I show up differently? Was I more confident? Mm -hmm. Was I less confident? Yeah, did I that all makes a lot of sense differently in this situation versus that situation. In what situations do I feel like I'm winning more? And why is that? Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. I now want to go back and analyze all of that. <laughs> and because you're right, I have I have successes, and I have had failures. And there are times where I'm like, I thought this was a shoe in, I did my research, I was ready to go positive thoughts. Uh, and then it just like in the middle of it crash and burn. Like I just wanted out of the room. <laughs> and then there were times where, uh, I thought, you know what, this is a waste of my time. Um, I, yeah, I'm prepared. I do everything else. I not here and, and I've gotten a win, you know? So, um, I want to definitely thank you. That's fantastic advice. And I want to go back and look at those, those wins and failures. Um, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah. And again, remember that there are two types of data points you're looking for, right? The tangible data points. What did I do? How did I approach this? Who were the people? What was their, what were their profiles like? What were their interests like? What business are they in? And all that kind of thing. So the tangible data, but also the intangible data, which was, how did I connect with these people? How did I feel about this? Um, how was my level of confidence? What was I telling myself before I walked into this meeting? And that's where journaling plays a really, really important role mm -hmm. is to actually spend a few minutes before every meeting to capture your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So you, what you're also comparing in terms of data is how did I walk into this meeting? How did I feel about it? How did I feel about them? How did I feel about myself? Start comparing that data as well and looking for patterns there too. Fantastic. Amazing. Uh, thank you. That was a good one. I like that one. Uh, for those of you who are listening, you know, there are clues that we leave behind in both our success and our failure. And you want to start to pay attention to the patterns that you leave behind and the clues to try to understand why things work out the way they do, both the failures and the successes. So go back and analyze the data. Sometimes the data is tangible. It's in your numbers. It's in your spreadsheets. It's in your Excel work files, but sometimes the data is actually stored in your brain. And what you wanna do is find a way to capture the feeling, the emotion, the thoughts, the experience you're having as you're winning and as you're losing and start to pick up the patterns that happen in that data as well. 
That's what we do at Frame of Mind Coaching is we analyze data that comes from your thinking, from your emotions, and from your experiences. So that's kind of the recommendation that I'm giving to Sherry today. For those of you who are listening, if you have a challenge that you want to discuss on the podcast, please reach out to me. We're always looking for willing and interesting guests. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. If at the same time you have a challenge that perhaps you're not so willing to discuss on the podcast, but you want to discuss privately, reach out to me as well. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Thanks so much, Sherry, for joining us today. Thank you. Bye, guys. See you next week. Have a great day. Bye.